0: Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's the last day. All right. We got some snow in here, too. Thank you, Jesus. We are, we have all had defining moments. Yeah, every one of us have had defining moments that we we sort of remember, and and they they can either be positive or negative. Yeah, they can be negative because people could say, like, you're the worst, or you're horrible, and that, that defines us. We start to take that on, right, especially if it's somebody that we trust. We also have positive defining moments where somebody speaks a blessing over us and we remember that for the rest of our life. I remember when I was in, in high school, as a freshman, I was running um, track. We, I ran long distance or medium distance, I ran the 800 and mile. And in the 800 for the practice, we had to run something called 10 by twos, which were 10, 200 meters, that's half of a track. Track is 400, I'm gonna give you a little lesson in track and field if you didn't know. <laughs> So I would, we would run, we'd sprint 200 meters, and then we would jog 200 meters, and then we would sprint 200 meters and jog, you get the point. It's exhausting, it's deadly um, for us. So when I was, on the, I was in the conference meet, and it was, we were running the 800, and as I came up, I, I was exhausted after I finished my first 600, and I only had 200 meters left. And off to the side was my brother, who was also part of the team, and he just started yelling at me, Sean, 10 by twos, 10 by twos. And it was defining for me because I had remembered how exhausted I was of the 10 by twos that I had done, and yet I was able to push through. And it gave me, if I found within myself, something that I didn't know that was there. It was as if he called something up in me, and I was able to push through and, I don't know, beat one or two more people. But it was, it was defining for me because it was, it was a positive moment And it was also declaring something he knew about me that I, at that time, wasn't willing to believe. Yeah, that he knew that I could do it. I could push through and I could make it. And he called it up out of me. Now, every one of us have been defined by our Heavenly Father, but the problem is that we don't often get it called up. Just one of the quick stories, I was when I was studying out in in Italy and we we were doing some evangelizing and there was a, a gentleman, from people from North Carolina that we had met. I was a seminarian. And we were talking about uh, faith. And one of the gentlemen said, it was a husband and wife, and then their two kids. And the gentleman said, oh, well, my wife and I, we don't believe in God because we're scientists. And I was like, man, that's like from the book, you know? And it was like, I like read that in a book somewhere, like scientists don't believe in God. And I'm like, that's not true. So, so, so I was like, oh, this is really, it's really interesting to talk with them. But the daughter piped in and she's like, oh, but I'm a Christian. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, all right, how are you, Christian? And she said, well, my, my grandparents, they would take me to church. I said, oh, that's fascinating. And then little Johnny, right? It's like I'm telling a story, but his name was really Johnny. He was six years old and he looks up at his dad and he says, Dad, what am I? And I thought and I paused and I was like, this is a moment, like this is a moment for the father to define for his son who he sees him to be. And the dad said this, Johnny, you're, you're six years old. You have, you have a lot of time to figure out what you wanna be. And my heart broke, right? Like that's a moment, that's a defining moment where the father said, you're my son. Really, it doesn't matter what you wanna be. You're my son, and I love you. Whatever you choose to be, I'm gonna be proud of you. That's a defining moment. But instead, he let it, he let his heart break. Well, my heart broke, for at least for Johnny. And I think many of us go throughout our life this way, believing that this is how God speaks to us. God, what do you think of me? Silence. You can be whatever you want to be. No, but I want to know what you think of me. Silence. Because we forget the moment that Christ was baptized in the Jordan is the same moment that you were baptized that whether you were an infant and you don't remember it, or whether you were an adult and you do remember it, God speaks the same words over you that he spoke over his own son. You are my beloved. In you I delight. The translation we read says, "In you I, With you I am well pleased. Jesus didn't do anything yet. He didn't work any miracles yet. He didn't, like, go out and proclaim the kingdom yet. How could God be pleased in him if he didn't do anything? ha Ha-ha! <laughs> It has nothing to do with what he does. It has everything to do with who he is. It has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who you are. Amen? Amen. Amen. You are a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the Most High God. He loves you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you. He doesn't need a reason because you did something. So whatever lies exist within us, in the name of Jesus, I renounce it, that says, I have to work for my Father's love. That's not from God. That's from the depths of hell. That's from the people who spoke those lies over you. You have to be better. You have to do better. You're only going to get ahead in this life if you do it. But we have a God who wants to give to you. He wants to give to you, not because of what you've done, but because of who you are. He wants to give you the fatted calf. He wants to give you the lamb. He wants to give you whatever you ask because he delights in you. And it's important that we renounce those lies, the lies that say, I'm not good enough. I have to do more because I'll never be able to receive the love the Father has for me if I continue to believe the twisted knot within me that says, unless I do something, God won't love me. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, in your holy name, I come to you as your son and priest. I ask forgiveness for all the times in my life that I believed the lie that unless I did something, I wouldn't receive your love. Lord, I want to ask for the grace of your Holy Spirit and the fire to stir up in every one of our, these children who are under the sound of my voice, the gift of God given to them at holy baptism. Father, I pray that in the your, your name of your son, Jesus, each and every one of your children would live a life according to the freedom of the children of God. That we no longer be bound by the lies that I'm too exhausted, I can't do it. But as you gave me the grace, Lord, by the words of my brother, to to stir up something in me naturally, so now I ask that you would stir up the supernatural gifts, graces, and virtues that you've given to your children at the moment of their baptism, that they would live in the freedom, the power, and the authority of Jesus Christ, which he has given to us freely. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this day which we celebrate the baptism of your Son, in which we hear the words, echoed deep within our hearts, you are my beloved, in you I delight. Jesus, we pray that those words would resonate within every cell within our body, that we would walk in the knowledge that we are his beloved, we are your beloved, and you delight in us, and that we are worthy to be delighted in. We pray this, Jesus, in your holy and mighty name. Amen.